Thanks for listening to this message. For more information about The Exchange, visit www.theexchange.cc. Or you can join us for one of our Sunday gatherings each Sunday at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. Well, today we're kicking off a brand new series, and uh, as we do that, just a little quick question. A couple years ago, or a few years ago, uh, we opened up a Pizza Inn here in the grand city of Pearl. How many of you have had the pleasure of dining at the Pizza Inn here in Pearl? Awesome. You got the coupons too, all right? And it's just like, come on in, all right? And uh, man, I love me some pizza. Like, it's one of my love languages, and so when we got a Pizza Inn located in my city, minutes from my house, minutes from where I was work, I was like, yes, Lord, you are present, all right? And so, uh, man, my family checked it out pretty soon after. After it showed up here. And uh, man, I'll never forget, first day we went, I went down the buffet line there and I got to the end, okay? And uh, so one of my love languages is pizza, the other one is dessert. So like you put it together and like I, I can't control myself. It's like, yes, I tasted and seated. The Lord is good, okay? And so I got down to the end of the line and like there was this pizza, dessert pizza. I put it on my plate. I never seen it before. I got back to the table. It was one of those like really messy ones, so you needed a fork. And so I went with the fork and then put that bite in my mouth. And listen, I kid you not, all right, I kid you not, it was one of the best bites of any food I had ever put in my mouth in the history of my lifetime here on this earth. It was that good. And I looked at my wife and I was like, mm-hmm. You got to go get some too. And she did. She goes back up. She gets her some. She tries it. All right. And she was like, you're, you're right. Like it is, it is that good. It's like this cake pizza. Okay. And uh, it's got like icing drizzled on top. Um, and then there's like this gooey stuff on the inside. Okay. I know it's not good for you, but it is phenomenal tasting. Stop judging me. Okay. It is phenomenal tasting. But here was the problem. Here was the problem. Nobody at the restaurant knew what it was called. I'm like, Somebody tell me what the heaven is on the end of the line down here. No one knew. So I was like, we're just going to call it a little piece of heaven. How about that? All right. So my wife, finally, she calls a couple weeks later because she loves me so much. She wanted to order some for my birthday. And she traced it down to find out it's actually called ooey gooey pizza. I know, like that's in depth, right? Um, but it is, it is that phenomenal. Like it is seriously that Good. Uh, not long after my family went, I took Pastor Josh, okay? And I took him, and I was like, dude, like, you, you got to do the ooey gooey. That's all I'm saying. Like, you got to try ooey gooey. He did it, put it on his plate, ate it, and his life really hasn't been the same since, okay? Like, like it took his singing to a whole new level, okay? He was good before, but he ate ooey gooey, and it was like, just boom, right here. I'm talking about people, like, the dudes at the office, they got tired of me talking about Pizza Inn and the ooey gooey. They're like, dude, like, we, we can't go there every single day. Like, we got to go somewhere else. But it was, it was literally that good. And so now, like, if I've had a conversation with you over the last few years about Pizza Inn, we've talked about the ooey gooey. We just have. Like, I know that. Um, and so every time I'm there now, whenever we hit it up, beginning of the buffet line, like, if it's out of the inn, I'm just, like, nudging people in line. I'm like, you you got to do it. Like, I, I know pepperoni, like, woohoo, I saw some salad and health stuff. Ooey gooey, that's where it's at. Go do the piece of heaven at the end of the line. Now, here's the thing. I told you, some of you remember, I told you that story a few years ago, all right, about my experience there. No kidding, here's exactly what happened. In, I told it in the first gathering, and someone from the early gathering left here, went to Pizza Inn, ate on the buffet, ate the ooey gooey, ordered a box of ooey gooey pizza to go, brought it back here all right, by the end of the last gathering and presented it to me. And in that moment, they became my favorite church member, just like that. 
I'm serious. They brought it. And here's what happened. You, I'm not making this up. This is real, okay? Then what happened? Days, weeks, months after that, you, my beloved exchange family, hit up the pizza inn and you texted and you Facebook messaged and you sent pictures of your ooey gooey pizza to me, to my wife, to our Facebook page, like over and over. You sent it and you're like, it is that good. And I'm like, I know I told you. Okay. I, I honestly contemplated, I don't know the owner of Pizza Inn, I'm grateful he's in our city, but I almost went, I was like, dude, could I get a cut of royalty, all right, off of all of the ooey gooey that you have sold, okay, and as a result of today, I'm not getting a cut anymore, all right, well, I never was, all right, but as a result of today, there will be hundreds more of you who will go there today, this week, and you will experience the ooey gooey and you will know, all right, but you, you and you can send me your pictures if you want to, all right, but here's the thing, why, why did people do that, because what? They had to taste and see just how good it really was, all right? And it really is that good, okay? They had to taste and see. And today, man, I'm, I'm super fired up because we're kicking off a brand new series called Taste and See. And the, here's the reason I'm so excited. Not because we're going to have a wiggly because we're not, all right? That would have been really good. We could have taken it to a whole new, okay, another Sunday. But the reason that I'm so fired up is because here's what's going to happen. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be challenged really in some ways maybe we never have before to experience the goodness of God. And so today, to start that, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 34. So if you have a copy of Scripture, we're just going for one verse today. All right, split that Bible in half, scroll through your Bible app. Psalm 34 is where we're going to be. Um, And we'll also put that verse of Scripture on the screen uh, behind me. In Psalm 34, here's what we're going to read. We're going to read instructions that David gives to people on how to live a full, long life. I think for all of us in the room, we're going like, "Mm -hmm, I would like to hear that. And so David writes these words, some of his most passionate words, really, that he writes in all of Scripture, and he writes these words, and here's what I believe could happen today, honestly, that we could read these words that David writes, and if we allow them to sink in into our lives, and we begin to live out the truth that God teaches us today, it could really begin to change your new year in perspective of your relationship with God, okay? So I want us to read one verse, one verse, Psalm chapter 34, verse 8. Here's what it says. You guys can see it in your copy or on the screen behind me. It says, taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Okay? Now, to kind of allow this to sink in, to get this thing started together, make sure you're with me. I want you just to read that together. Okay? Let's read it off the screen so we're all reading the same translation. Here's what it says. Read with me. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. In these verses, David's really, he's kind of begging us to say, taste and see. Like, you have to know how good God really is. Here's the thing, church. Scripture tells us in Genesis that God created us, you and me, as humanity, in his image, not just to exist, but to know him. And I would be willing to argue that probably most everybody in the room knows that, all right? You, you get that, like, yes, I should know God, okay? And I would argue that most all of us in the room would claim to know God, that you, you, you'd say, yes, I, I know God, right? We live in uh, what is called the Bible Belt part of our country, where there seems to be churches everywhere, okay? And you would say, man, I, I know God, And a lot of you, most of you, would point to maybe even a moment in your life where you'd say, in this moment, in this season, I began a relationship with 
God. So yes, I, I know God. See, we as a culture, we as a people, we know, or at least we could say, we know about God. But here's my question. What does that really look like in our culture? Okay? In our American Mississippi, let's go tighter, Rankin County culture, what does that mean to know God, to be a follower of Jesus? What does the average Christian's life look like in regards to knowing God? Well, I would argue it looks very similar to this. It means that you make it to church when it's convenient, definitely to kick off the new year, uh, you pray before meals when you remember. Uh, you try not to cuss, especially around the kids. You own a Bible or two. You definitely dress up for Easter and go to church. Then you go on youth group trips with your friends. You put a Christian sticker on your car. Uh, you listen to K-Love as much or more than the other stations. You sing in the adult choir at church. You put up a nativity for Christmas. You sit in a Sunday school class or sign up for a life group. You wear a cross necklace or at least some cute Christian t-shirts. And you have walked an aisle, raised a hand, or prayed a prayer to say that you got saved so that you will go to heaven one day when you die. And for the average Christian in our culture, that's what it means to know God. And hear me, there are many really good, well-meaning things on that list that I just read to you, but here's my question. You ready? Here's my question. Is that all there is? Is, like, is, is that it? Is that what your creator who knit you from nothing to who you are in your mother's room, in the womb, who created you, who loved you, your heavenly father, is that the depth of the relationship that he wanted with you? Is that, is that all there is to experiencing God? Because that's where, that's where most of us live. All right, let me, let me kind of illustrate it like this, all right? It's like if you walked up to the buffet line at the restaurant, you pick your restaurant of choosing, or even better, home cooking, grandma's house or mama's house, all right, and you walk up to the front of the line, all right, and at the front of the line is this, is this big bowl of green beans, and you're like, okay, I like green beans. Like, I can, I can be down with green beans. Uh, I mean, I, I think they make the vegetable cut. Like, that's a good thing, okay? Like, I, and you just begin to load up on green beans, because I mean, that's the first thing that you see, that's what you should go for, all right, they're good, and then sometimes, like sometimes grandma, she put a little, little bacon in there, mm-hmm, all right, and, and then like a little, little dab of brown sugar, or two, or three, or four, okay, all right, and it just takes it to a whole new level, you're like, green beans, yes, like that's, that is good, like they're good for you, and so that's, that's where you go, that's where you stop, and you load up right there, now follow me, in so many ways, that's just like our relationship with God, right? Where what we can do is we can find ourselves settling for the first thing that we see, or at least what we've been told. Here's what I mean. You've been told, well, I'm supposed to go to the church gathering on Sunday, so that's what we do. We make it to church as much as possible. We definitely don't miss Easter, because Grandma said we, we always go on Easter, and, and we, we try to listen to K-Love because it plays good, positive, uplifting Christian music. And we listen, to, especially on Sunday, because 
Mama said that's the Lord's Day, and that's what we do, all right? And, and, and I wear my, my Christian T-shirt, or at least my exchange shirt, okay, every once in a while, because, well, I mean, we kind of like the way it looks a little bit, all right? And, and we definitely, we, we pray before the meals because we want to teach our kids to do that because, because that's what you do if you love God. Follow me. And we can find ourselves settling for these really good, well-meaning things, believing and perhaps even living as if that's all there is. That's knowing God. And we find ourselves just like the green beans at the beginning of the line, settling for the first thing that we see. But what if, okay, what if, what if we have settled for the green beans, the custom cultural Christianity at the beginning of the line, and we have missed the full goodness of what God has prepared for us. We just stopped here. And what if, what if for months or years or for some of you, decades, you have settled for just what the culture said and you have missed the fullness of all of the goodness of God that he wanted to reveal to you. See, that's not just knowing him, but that, that is experiencing all of the goodness to taste and see all of who you are. So what does it mean? Like, what does it mean? What does it look like to taste and see and experience God? That's one of the reasons I'm so excited about these few weeks together in January, because that's what we're going to talk about. Not just knowing him, but experiencing him. So today, here's where we're going to start. We're going to start with the command to experience, to taste and see and to know God through his word, the Bible, to know God through scripture. And what does that look like in our lives? Okay. So what is the Bible? Just to begin us, what is the, what is the word? What does scripture actually say about the power and importance of God's word in our lives? I'm going to give you a snippet. All right, just a snippet. Stay with me. Psalm 119 verse 11 says this about God's word. God, I actually hide your word. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. In other words, it defends us from the pull of sin in our life that we all battle. A little further in Psalm 119 verse 89, your word, Lord, it's eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. In other words, no one's moving it. No one changes the fact that it is eternally true. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. God, I don't know where I'm going next. I don't know where I even am right now. Lord, your word gives light to that. Isaiah 40, verse 8, The grass withers, the flowers fall, but what? But the word of our God does what? It endures forever. All of those things out there, all right, they will fall one day. You know what will not? 
the unchanging truth of God's word. New Testament, Romans 10, 17 says this. Paul says, faith, central to following God. How does we get it? Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard how? Through the word about Christ. It's heard through the word. 2 Timothy 3.16, Paul says this, all scripture, the word is, watch this, God breathed. Hello. It came from him. And it's useful for this in our life. Teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive. It is alive and active. It's not a history book. It is alive and active, and here's the power that it has in your life and mine. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And here's what I'm saying. I could go on and on for the literally the rest of our time today, highlighting what God says about the power of his word in our lives. So here's my question. If God says that much, about the power and importance of his word being a part of our lives. Why do so many of us struggle to spend time in it? If God says that much, like this is the unchanging, eternal, always present promise in your life, why do so many of us fail to make it the central part of a relationship with God? You see, According to a recent study done by LifeWay Research, here's what they found. 27% of people don't read the Bible because they just don't prioritize it. 15% of people don't read their Bible because they say they don't have time for it. Also said it's not a priority. 13% of people say they have already read it enough. 9% of people say, just don't really see how it relates to my life. Another study revealed this, over 40% of people who attend church, just like you and me today, read their Bible no more than once or twice a month, while 18% of people who attend church, just like you and me, say, I really never read my Bible. Now, let's be real, okay? The reality is, it's not that we don't have access to it where we live at this point in history. In fact, we actually have more access to it than ever before in history, Studies show that the average American, not Christian, not churchgoer, the average American owns on average three Bibles. Three, okay? You can download the Bible in seconds to your smartphone, many translations, have it wherever you are at any point in your life. And the truth is across the centuries, people have died. They've given their lives to bring you and me printed versions of Scripture, yet we as a culture are spiritually dying for a lack of knowledge of scripture. See, God has given us his word so that we might not just settle, but so that we could taste and see and experience all of who he is. So today, the first big step of 2020 as a spiritual family and in our series together is that we're going to be challenged to experience, not just know, but experience God through his word. And as a church, if you're maybe kind of new to our family, we have five different core values. There are five unique distinctives about our church based on God's word. And the first one is this, that we exchange ideas for truth. This world has a lot of ideas about what to live for and what your purpose is. There's really only one that's unchanging. We're talking about it today. We believe it's the truth of God's word. And as a result of that, here's what we do with that. We don't say we just value it, but we live it out. It means that we teach that truth 
to all ages happening all across our building right now. Right? And it also means this. It's not just a Sunday thing, but we personally pursue it with our lives. That's what we value. So here's what I want to tell you about today. A couple of years ago, we introduced you to a resource, a tool called the Life Journal. Right? The Life Journal is based on a reading plan to help you walk through God's Word to taste and see and experience God, here's what happened over the last couple of years with it. Maybe you're kind of new to our family. I mean, we've, we've had dozens of our life groups, like, read through the life journal together. Couples, men, women, students, they read the life journal together. We, we preach from it a couple dozen times on Sundays across the last couple of years. So we're not just reading it, but we're talking about that actual verses together, all right? But best of all, we've had hundreds of people engage with God's Word personally to taste and see and experience the goodness of God because his word matters for their life. In fact, this past week, um, I talked to somebody who said that they just finished reading through the entire New Testament this past week for the first time ever as a part of the life journal reading. So here's where we are. As we begin 2020, I'm just excited to announce like the life journal is not going anywhere, all right? It's gonna be right here. It's gonna be a central part of us going like, God, we wanna taste and see and experience all of you. So we're going to keep walking in it together. Now, if you were with us last year, or maybe you joined us mid-year, and you're like, I don't really know how that works. Tell me a little bit more about it. Here's what we did. Last year, we said, hey, here's the challenge. We're going to read through the New Testament, 27 books, from January to the end of December. We just finished it the other day, all right? 27 books. Here's what we did. We read one chapter a day for five days a week, two days to catch up, all right? And we made it. We made it all the way through. And so here's the thing. Hundreds of you engage with that. So we were like, yeah, we're going to keep doing that. So that's still going to be a part of what we're going to do together is we experience God through his word. But we know that some of you go, man, like I, I want a little bit more of a challenge. Like I'd like to go a little deeper this year. I want to know God more intimately. So we're also adding on to that, all right, a full Bible plan where you could read actually the whole New Testament and the Old Testament throughout 2020. So you get to the end of the year. 66 books, Old Testament, New Testament, all together, still only reading five days a week, right, with a couple days to catch up. Now, if you commit in and jump into the full version plan, all right, I believe God will honor that, all right, if you're kind of new to God's Word and you're like, man, like, this is the first time I'm going to take on something like that, okay, I'd probably just do the New Testament, and it's awesome, all right? If you do the full Bible plan, you're going to read four chapters of Old Testament, one chapter of New all right, for most of the year, and then you'll get to a point where you'll read three chapters of Old Testament, one chapter of New. And we're going we're gonna to taste and see and experience together. Now, last year, if you were with us, we kind of changed how we delivered to you and reminded you to read each week. We used to give you a pamphlet, and you threw it on the floorboard of your car, you lost it, your dog ate it, and you're like, I don't even know where it is, so I don't know how to read, all right? Listen, last year, we changed it, and we began sending you a text message, one message, one time a week on Sunday afternoons to go, hey, guess what? Here's where we're going this week. And hundreds of you signed up for that. It was awesome. We were like, yes. So guess what? We're not changing that. We're still going to do it. So here's what I'm saying to you right now in this moment. Is that if you were a part of our plan last year, you haven't unsubscribed or stopped getting messages, you're still in. For some of you, you're going like, man, like I, I need God to do something in my life. I want to taste and see and experience him in 2020. Here's what you need to do. All right. Pull out your phone. I'm going to do it right now so you don't feel uncomfortable. Okay. Pull out your phone like right now. I'm not offended. I'm knowing that you're taking the spiritual next step. Text the word Bible, B-I-B-L-E, no, I'm not going to sing for you, okay, but B-I-B-L-E, to 
6111. We're going to leave it up on the screen for just a second, okay? Just text the word Bible. Here's what happens. Boom, you're in the system. That's it. So starting today, you're going to get one text message a week, one text message a week, all right, telling you where we're going with the reading plan for this week. So you can go, man, I'm in. I mean, I want to taste and see, experience all of the goodness of God. You'll get your first message today, this evening, where we'll start tomorrow. Genesis, Matthew. We're going to walk through it together. Now, phone's still out. I'm also going to tell you about this. A lot of you have smartphones. That's awesome. You live on your phone. So here's another thing I'm going to encourage you to. And I'd love for you to get the YouVersion Bible app, all right? It's called the Bible app or YouVersion, like we spelled it up there. All your app stores, it's free, okay? You can get multiple versions of God's Word, and check this, it will read it to you, okay? So, well, I don't really like to read. Guess what? That excuse doesn't work anymore, okay? Because you version gotcha, okay? So, get it, all right? Put it on your phone. You have it with you all day, every day, so that you can begin to what? Taste and see and experience the fullness of God. Now, I'm also pumped because we got some other resources that we're making available. Our staff team's been working hard to make this more beneficial, more efficient for you personally and for us as a church family. So here's what we know. Sometimes when we're reading, maybe you last year, you're reading and you got bogged down. You're like, man, I don't even know what this means. Like, I'm going to keep reading because that's what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know what it means. I need something to help me. All right? We don't want you to bog down in Exodus in a few weeks or Lamentations or Romans and go like, I quit. I don't know what it means. So I'm about to give you some resources that will help you and take that excuse off the table. Now, I'm going to go through them quickly, but I'll tell you how you can access all of them totally free all right, in just a moment. So stay with me. The first one is called The Bible Project. It's little short animated videos, okay, for all my ADD people in the room. It's going to keep you locked in, all right, and it's going to, it's going to tell you about the chapter or the book that you're about to read. So like when you get a text message, the link is actually going to be built into that for The Bible Project. So you're going to click it, watch the little YouTube video, and go like, whoo, like that's what God was saying in Genesis. Let's go for it. Okay, another resource is called the Bible Recap. It's a short audio podcast from my podcasters in the room that will literally walk you through each chapter. It's awesome. The last one that I'll tell you about is called Through the Word. It's another free app. Just look up Through the Word. It's got a little fire logo. And in about five to ten minutes each day, it will walk you through the chapter you're about to read to go like, whoo, bogged down in Revelation. Have no idea what that was saying. Not anymore, all right? It's going to walk you through it. Now, I went through those quickly, so here's how you get access to them. Go to this website right here, strange.cc forward slash life journal, all right? Go on our homepage. It's the big life journal tab. Click it. All of that's there. It'll link you to every bit of that, all right? Stay with me. There's more. An additional resource that we have made available for you over the last couple of years, why? So that we can taste and see and experience the goodness of God, is a little simple notebook, life journal notebook. Looks just like this, okay? There's, there's nothing in there. It's just pages to help you write down what God is teaching you, all right? Because here's the thing, all right? This is not to put your grocery list in, ladies, or men who shop for groceries. Let's be politically correct, Okay. Students, this is not to take notes on in class, all right? It's school this week. You got to go back. Yeah, it's coming. But this is to allow you to take what you read to journal or put down what God is teaching you so that it begins to sink in right here. So today, these are free at Info Services while they last, all right? Pick up one if you want to. If you're going like, I'm not going to journal in that book. I got another notebook. I'm doing it in my phone. That's awesome. Don't pick one up. Leave it for somebody else. But these are available for you today. Now, 
you may be thinking at this point, sounds awesome, tracking with you, but I don't know what I'm supposed to write. What am I supposed to write down in this little journal that you give me? All right. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to tell you how to taste and see and experience, not just read the Word of God, but to make it begin to apply to your life. Last year, we introduced you to this little acrostic study method, SOAP, S-O-A-P, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. If you've been using that, it's good. It's awesome. You want to keep using it? Go for it. Nothing wrong with it, all right? But as we step into 2020, we're going to put a new little spin on it. And our new little spin is instead of using the word SOAP, we're going to use the word TASTE, T-A-S-T-E. Now, hear me, okay? If you want to not just read, but if you want to experience the Word of God, all right, so that it begins to sink into your life and change who you are, then I want you to see what this might look like, all right? Now, stay with me. I want to I walk you through this as if this was like my time with God. You're going to peek into this so that you can take it and use it in your life. T, the T in the word taste stands for time. For you to taste and see and experience God's word in your life, you have to make time for it. Let's be real. We make time for what matters in our life. Deer hunting, shopping, Netflix, video game, watching TV. You want it bad enough, what will you do? I'll make time for it, okay? How much does the word really matter? All right, that's the question that you have to answer. I don't answer that for you. But you called to make time for it. For some of you, that's going to be first thing in the morning. Scripture says that early in the morning, Jesus got alone with the Father. All right? In my life, I, on good days, I want to lean towards the morning time. Reason being, because it sets the tempo for my whole day. For some of you, it's not going to be morning time. It's going to be lunch. When you maybe eat alone by yourself or in a quiet place, like, boom, that's you and God right there. For some of you, it's like, mm, it's the end of the day. It's the only time you got and so you're going to do it before bed. Here's what I say. It doesn't matter what time it is. There's not a holier time than others. Whatever it is, you set that appointment with God, and then you keep it. All right? The T is time. You've got to set a time. It starts there. The A in the word taste is, stands for ask. For you to really experience all right, God's word in your life, it means that when you sit down with him, you have to ask, God, help me to hear you. God, relieve the stresses, the pressures, all those things I got to think about. God, I want to hear you. I, I find that in my life, like sometimes there are days where it takes like a few minutes for me to still my mind so that I can hear from God. So the A is ask. I mean, it's just real simple. God, like I got, I know I got that meeting and just a little bit at work. God, I got to go to school today and there's the test and the friend drama and the practice after school. But like in this moment, help me to hear from you. You ask, and then watch this, you believe that he will speak. That doesn't mean he's speaking audibly into your bedroom, but he's going to show up through his word that's what living and active. You ask, but listen, don't miss this. There's another part of asking. Sometimes the asking before we read means this. It means asking for forgiveness. It's really hard to hear from God when you got unconfessed sin up in your life. And so sometimes before you ask God to speak to you, you ask to ask for forgiveness for you. Okay? So time, we ask, and then S. S stands for Scripture. Here's where we go. This is where you open your Bible. Here's my reading for the day. Matthew 1, Matthew 5, Genesis 3. Here's where we go. 
and then you write down what verse or verses stand out to you. So I'm going to do it by like demonstrating for you day one tomorrow, if you go in New Testament or full Bible, Matthew 1. Here it goes. Matthew 1 is a little hard to understand. Genealogies, family history of Jesus, all this stuff. But here's what I might write. Okay, you're about to look at my journal. Here's my S. Here's my scripture. Matthew 1.1. I'm just going to start at the beginning. This is what I would write. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Just going to write that verse right there. That's my scripture. Okay? Time, ask, scripture. Here's the second T. Here's where, here's where it begins to apply. It stands for truth. We said when we read scripture, listen to me, when we read scripture, we don't just read it just to gain knowledge. It's not just to make you smarter, but it's to apply to your life right here. Okay? What did we read earlier? It says the word is living and active. In other words, God's not giving you a history book to read. He's giving you truth that could change who you are. And so in this moment, I wrote my scripture verse, then I'm going to write, observations that God teaches me, and then how to apply it to my life. Watch this. I'm going to show you my journal. This is off of Matthew 1.1. I might write something like this. Matthew, guy wrote the book, thought it was important enough to list the entire genealogy of Jesus as the first thing in his gospel. Jesus' family line includes prostitutes, disobedient people, and even some we know little about. However, the first verse connects Jesus to David and to Abraham. These are two men who had their share of faults, but at the end of the day, they were filled with faith and obedience. This is who God chose to send his son into the world through. Faithful, obedient men. Here's where it takes a turn. That's what I saw. Now here's it's going to apply. You ready? God doesn't call me to be great, but he just calls me to be faithful and obedient. Every day I make small and big choices to be faithful and obedient or not. My goal is for God to always find me faithful and obedient in the big moments and in the ones that don't seem as large. If I'm faithful and obedient, God will take care of accomplishing great things through my life. Truth apply. Time, ask, scripture, truth. There's one more letter, E. Here's what E stands for, express. Okay. Once we've heard the truth, we're going, God, I think this is how it could change me. The final step of experience God through Scripture means that we express our thoughts and our life back to God through prayer and worship. So in my journal, the final thing I might write, type down, is this simple prayer to God. Here it is. God, my true desire is to be faithful and obedient in every area of my life. Forgive me for where I'm not. Give me the wisdom and strength to always walk in faithfulness and obedience so you can accomplish the things through me that you have planned. Amen. And in such a simple, such a personal way, I express my thoughts to God through prayer. Maybe for you one day it's song lyrics to a worship song that expresses your heart back to God. And then the final part of express is we live it out that it becomes obedient life response to the goodness of God in a very simple five-step way, T-A-S-T-E. I just didn't know God, but I experienced him in a real and a personal way. And you know what? You don't have to be a preacher to do it. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You didn't even have to grow up in church all your life. 
You just simply said, God, I want to experience, I want to taste and see the goodness of you. And I believe that you can do that too. So here's where some of you are at this point. Sounds great, preacher man. You got all fired up, had all the food on the stage, made me laugh a little bit. But I just don't see if it's going to fit in my life. Like I got, you don't even know my world. I got kids, full-time job, part-time job, bills to pay, house, relationships. I just don't think I got, I don't have time for it. How in the world am I supposed to fit this in? Or maybe it's this. Maybe you're going, that's great. I tried it. Like I was on the train in 2019. I was with y'all, tried it. And just like a few weeks in, like it, just, it wasn't doing much for my life. Or maybe God, I don't see the purpose in it. Like can I get my Bible on Sundays when I, when I tune in or when I show up and like, like y'all teach it to me? Can't we just get it there? Like I don't see the need in giving up like part of my day, like my time is precious or, or part of my life to something that deep that some days I don't understand, that some days it might not apply to me, that some days I don't get it. I don't see the need in giving myself to something like that. Why would I do that? I'm so glad you asked. Because I want you to see the end of our verse. Remember one verse today? Look back with me, Psalm 34, verse 8. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Here it is. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in God. One key way that we take refuge in God, you know how that is? Through his word. And scripture says, peace, joy, and purpose will come to the person who finds truth and shelter and life and refuge in God and in his word. And here's what I know about some of you in the room, even without knowing your name. Some of you walked into 2020 and your world has been rocked. You're facing a health diagnosis that you don't know the outcome and you never thought you would face it. You're recovering from or walking through a broken marriage that you hope you never would experience. You got the weight of something going on with your family, at your house, at your job, in your life. You're battling addiction that's whooping your tail and nobody else knows what you do. Or perhaps you are more spiritually dry than you ever have been in your life and your world for a new year has been rocked. Or for some of you, you sit here today and across the course of the next year, something in your world in 2020 is going to fall apart and you have no idea. You cannot see it coming. So how in the world are you going to prepare for the weight, the chaos, the pressure of that life out there? I know. Take refuge in him. Take refuge in him. Peace, joy, purpose. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in so you got a choice to make today, right? You got a choice. Will you settle for the green beans at the front of the line? They're not bad for you, but will you settle for them? Going like, guess this is all there is to knowing God. Or, or will you begin to taste and to see and to experience the fullness of what God has to offer? Thanks again for listening to this message. For more information about The Exchange or to find out how you can connect with or support what God is doing, 
visit www.theexchange.cc. Now go, be the church, and give life.